Hello, welcome to the Girl I Slept in My Makeup podcast by three sisters who live in three different states who are excited to talk to each other and also to learn and grow alongside of each of you. My name is Megan. I'm Kristen. And I'm Lauren. Hey, sisters. Hey. Hey. Yay. I'm so excited about today's episode. We have Olivia Caridi here. You probably know Olivia as the villain from season 20 of The Bachelor, but I have to say, I never thought of you as the villain. We were all huge fans. As soon as you came off, we're like, but no, why are people hating on her? We love her. Uh, I had the same impression. What the heck? But you know, reality TV. Yeah. Um, So yes, she was on season 20 of The Bachelor with Ben Higgins or his greatest of all time episode that they recently aired. And yes. And since her appearance on the show, she's taken her interest in reality television and turned it into one of the top podcasts on the Cadence 13 network called Mouthing Off, which we love. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah. (laughs) Each week, she interviews reality stars from a variety of television shows on her show. Um, And then, yes, now she's a full-time graduate student at NYU studying integrated marketing with a concentration in data analytics and digital marketing, which I love. I'm like, I feel like I need to do that. That sounds like a lot of This was a very last minute thing for me, but I'm excited about it for sure. I can't wait to learn about it. (laughs) So cool. Yeah. And then in her spare time, she's hopping on a plane and traveling, which uh, we want to travel so bad. I'm like (laughs) dying to travel. One day we'll be hopping on more planes. Oh, wouldn't I I dream of that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, welcome, Olivia. Thanks for joining us. This is awesome. Yay. Yay. Um, it's such, such a small world. We have so many connections. We're all from Austin. And yeah. then you and me both went to TCU. So both Horn Frogs. Woo. And then, of course, we have to mention our mutual friend, Amanda, going places. <laughs> <laughs> she is, of course, going places. She's my coworker and like one of my most favorite people. So she's what my best friend of how many years? 10? Jeez. Yeah. A lot of years. That's a lot so of years. Cool. <laughs> well, Olivia, again, thank you so much for spending time with us today, especially totally. we know that your world has changed recently and you just moved <laughs> to New York and I've started yeah. grad school. So you have a lot on your plate, we know. <laughs> but if you would, let's kind of go back to pre-bachelor world and share with us and our listeners who was Olivia before that. And then we'll kind of get through the bachelor period into present day. (laughs) Yeah. So I, as you said, TCU was where I went to undergrad school and I graduated in 2014 with, it was a, like a dual degree broadcast journalism and English. And when I was in school, I thought I'm going to be a news anchor forever and that's all I'm ever Mm going to do. My first job out of college was in Bristol, Virginia city. I had never heard of before. (laughs) It's Sounds actually, cute, uh, it's really cute. It's actually on a Geico commercial. So it's really, it's, it's up in Ooh. its ranks there. Uh-huh. Uh, and yeah, I started as a, just a, you know, lowly general assignment reporter and worked my way up to weekend evening news anchor, which was rad. And then my life just freaking turned upside down and the bachelor yeah. called. <laughs> and, uh, oh it really yeah. did. Really so crazy. And where, before we get to The Bachelor, where in Austin did you grow up since we grew up there too? Yeah, yeah. So I went to, I went to Westlake, oh, but okay. I actually grew up kind of like in the Bee Cave area. 
Yeah. That's where our, our house is closer to Lake Travis, but we, we ended up being on the line for, for Westlake. But, uh, That's but so yeah, cool. we moved there in 2000. I was actually born in New York and then okay. my dad had gone to UT for one of his many medical schooling things. And uh, <laughs> so when my mom was like, I cannot raise a kid in New York, he was like, well, the only other place I've lived is Austin, Texas. So let's go. So yeah, oh, wow. we, we've been there ever since. So yeah. Small world. We all went to Westwood High School. Oh yeah. So. We played them in volleyball. So. Yes. And yeah. I was a volleyball, like we went to state my year, Lauren, yeah. y'all, you went really far in state, Lauren, right? Yeah. We were in, in the volleyball. state finals, but I'm quite a bit older. So we, that was yeah, 1999. Um, (laughs) we did finals what was it my junior and senior year which was and every time we lost to the same team both times Amarillo ugh they were so good when I was there too they were always good and they beat us I think it both both of them went to five and it was like a freaking bloodbath and both times oh. they, they took us. I was like, oh, no. Well, Westlake yeah. always beat us when I played. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't remember losing to Westwood, but I remember yeah. playing y'all and um, it was really That's fun so to go funny. to such a dominant uh, sports school because that was basically all I did high school was was volleyball. So same. Yeah. Did you do club volleyball? Yep. Yeah, I played at Austin Juniors. Um, Me too. Through eighteens. Wow, that's, that's so, so crazy. crazy. <laughs> I did. Well, so I did Austin Juniors, and then I was on also on Austin Metro. So okay. I did like a couple different. But I'm yeah. obviously older than you. I graduated high school in 2004, so we okay. probably didn't cross paths. But no, that's darn. such a small world. I know. I love this. <laughs> I know that is so cool. So speaking of the to just since we're talking about years and yeah. ages and stuff i think sometimes i forget to be honest whenever i'm watching the bachelor <laughs> and just how you know when it started out i was really the same age as a right. lot of the contestants or cast members or whatever but um but i just and i think people in the franchise that follows it has said just how young they've gotten. And I love how they've changed that this year, which we'll get to. But so how old were you whenever you, well, first of all, let me back up. That's super impressive in your broadcasting days in a matter of 18 months. I don't know a lot about the broadcasting world, but I can imagine that that was a super amazing accomplishment to get to where you went. It was really great. And it happened I'm, no one was more surprised than I was when they said, Aww. we want to put you on the anchor desk. And I, I said, what? Uh, of course, it didn't land me all the friends in the world because there was uh, definitely some, you know, jealousy or whatever. Between sure. The room. But yeah. I mean, I earned it and uh, I loved it. And stepping away from that was very difficult. It was not easy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was really proud of what I did in such a short time. And then, yeah, I just totally bonked it up. Yeah. <laughs> <I'll do something else. laughs> yeah. Well, we're big believers in, you know, timing is everything. And I think looking back, you can share more with us, but I'm sure mm-hmm. that so many great things did end up coming oh, from yeah. that. So you were, so you did the broadcasting thing, then applied. So how old were you when you went on The Bachelor? Oh my God. Guys, can you believe I was 23? Gosh. Oh my gosh. So, so young. I think about this often because I yeah. actually have some friends who have children that are approaching that age. Mm-hmm. And something that makes me always feel better about yep, about my past is that there's like sci- scientific studies <laughs> that show that the human brain 
is not fully mature until the age of 25. And I think it might even be younger for, it might be 21 for females. But a lot of times whenever I think about the dumb shit that I did at that age, I'm like, well, (laughs) you know what? My My brain was not fully developed. (laughs) So with that said, it's crazy to me that they um, cast just that young because I mean, who we, we might think we know who we are, but really, you know, but it makes for perfect television, right? They know what they're doing. They do know what they're doing. They, um, I was so naive and I remember thinking uh, going into it, I'm like, I work in TV. I've worked in, you know, producing, you know, my own stories. So I felt like I had a leg up and then shit, I got, mur- you know, just absolutely romped by them. They just, yeah went oh. in so so yeah haha the joke's on me um oh but yeah everyone I think like the twins on turned 21 on my season like as wow. we were filming maybe or 22 I don't remember who I think Amber James was the oldest on my season and she wasn't even she was like 28 or 29 wow. um but that was considered like wild at the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's definitely, and he, what was he? 26, I think. So was he? everyone yeah. had no clue what the heck was going yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> well, you it know? does make for great TV. When you said the twins, is that Emily and? Emily. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So is there anybody from either your season or anybody in the franchise that you would say that you're actually real friends with in real hmm. life? Oh, oh, totally. Uh, I always laugh because my best friends from the franchise uh, all went home the first night. On oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I remember like everyone I got along with really well night one. I'm just watching them. You didn't get a rose. You didn't get a rose. And I'm like, oh, oh how did this happen? Um, but Tierra Solem, who was chicken girl, I don't know if y'all remember, she brought a chicken yes. and uh, she's one of my best friends to this day. Uh, and Izzy Goodkind, she wore a little onesie pajama suit the first night. Oh, yeah. Really close with her. Um, Leah Block from my season, adore her. Kayla Quinn, I was very close with the entire time. It just never showed um, that way. Oh, she was adorable. And, yeah, I'm actually going to her wedding uh, next year. So Aww. we're still close. So cool. uh, and then... The, the irony of it was like, I didn't, I didn't not get along with anyone in the house. Uh, I did have Jojo and I had a great relationship, Becca Tilly, even Amanda Stanton and I were fine. Lauren, uh, you know, now Lauren Lane. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so and unfortunately it, it didn't fit the storyline for me to like, quote unquote, have friendships, but I did. And, you know, from that I've, I've exited the franchise and, become close with so many people from other seasons, probably more so even than my own. So yeah, I do, I do have friends from, from this franchise, probably more limited than, than most people, but I've developed really good relationships with, with specifically a lot of the women uh, from the franchise. So that's so nice. I imagine that it's just an instant bond when you go through something like that and really just, nobody else can quite understand what the experience is like (laughs) and kind of along with what you're saying. So, uh, we have, our sister-in-law is a cast member on the real housewives of Dallas and has been for Mm -hmm. the past five years. So we kind of have had the opportunity to see a glimpse into the reality world. And like you said, 
uh, with store your storyline and stuff like that. I feel like we can really empathize with you there because I think so, so many people don't realize just what all goes into it and just how great of a job that the producers and editors do. And at the for a reason, exactly they have, and they keep their jobs for a, a good, a good reason. So I think that it's nice when people, when the viewers can, just have a little bit more of that perspective, but I also can understand how as a viewer, it's easy to get lost in what you're watching and just, you know, form opinions and both positive and negative, but it was unfortunate for you to get the (laughs) the edit that you did. But, but also looking back, Olivia, I don't think, especially when they replayed it recently, recently, I know you struggled after the show and I want to get more into that, but you didn't do anything. Even the edit <laughs> after watching it, I, we were like, wait, what? She did yeah. nothing besides have a little confidence, but what's wrong with that? <laughs> they were definitely generous uh, with with the, what, what they showed uh, on the greatest of all time episode. Not to say that, you know, I, I, basically it came down to the, the big drama that I feel like the only thing I really did wrong Mm-hmm. was make that teen mom comment to Amanda. Mm-hmm. And I had requested that they leave that out of the goat episode. Obviously, I didn't think they would because why yeah. would they ever yeah. do anything I requested? But I said, you know, Amanda and I have really like we've moved past that. We've talked about it a hundred times. We've apologized. We've done podcasts about it. Like, I just don't think that that should be rehashed again because mm-hmm. yeah. we, because we're friends and like, but, but other than that, I said, you know, I gave you the footage. So, so go wild. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But honestly it was, it was, it was hard to see, like the, the, the cake dance. I, I don't even know why I apparently got villainized for that because yeah, I was I just embarrassed <laughs> and having fun and trying yeah. something weird. And yeah, I mean, I was overconfident, but I really, and I, I'll, I'll, hold myself to this like Ben and I did have a connection really early on mm-hmm. and I felt really good about it and as I said on on the goat episode when it started going wrong it started going wrong and that's when I completely started self-destructing because I knew it wasn't going well yeah. um yeah. but I, you like know I never oh yeah I never went into any any moment saying like how can I hurt someone or how can I villainize myself that was never my intention. And I certainly didn't go into the show saying, how can I become famous for, you know, being a jerk or anything like that? That was never anything I wanted to do. So yeah. And I don't think in my opinion, it didn't come across that way at all. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember just even after like looking back, however many years ago when it actually aired, I think we all felt a connection to you being from Austin. Yeah. Yeah we just were like rooting for you the whole time. So if nothing else, we, I know if nothing else we wanted to, cause I feel like you probably, the hate sometimes is louder than the kindness, but oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, we just wanted you to know, like we've always like had your so. back and we're rooting for you. Even if you didn't know us, we've been there. That's so, yeah, Austin silly, was but. really great. Austin like had my, my back high school, college had my back. So, but yeah, I mean, I obviously anything you can, someone can send something negative and it drowns out the five positive people. And I hate that. And I've really worked on focusing on 
the people that are kind and just, you know, blocking out the the haters, if you will. And they've they've gone down considerably. I, I don't get the messages that I used to get, but okay. boy, were they fun when I got them. Oof. I cannot imagine. And like, <laughs> just to kind of go off what Megan said. Uh, so like I already mentioned, I think I've watched every season in the franchise. Yeah. And I have to say, even having the knowledge that the you guys are somewhat characters, you know, yeah. but there's only a select few. So I don't say this lightly, but I really was drawn to you. You had something about just your energy. And I don't know, there's very <laughs> few that I can say where it's like, in real life, I think I'd be friends with that girl. So um, <laughs> yeah. you were definitely one of those. But tell us about share a little bit about mm -hmm. just after the show aired. And I know that you've been really open, which I just admire that about you, how open you have been about sharing your story and yeah. the lessons that you've learned and maybe just give us a little summary of that and maybe the biggest kind of life lessons that came from that experience after looking back and reflecting. Yeah. I mean, well, we stopped filming. I went home and told my mom everything I could remember. And she said, do you think it's going to go well for you or not? And I, I just kind of said, you know, it's going to go one of both ways. Like people, they're going to hate me or they're going to think the twins weren't very nice to me. <laughs> and that's how it's going to be presented. And of course, it was the first, not mm -hmm. the latter. And, you know, going in, I was the, the lag time between filming and the show airing is just painful because your anxiety is running. You're thinking, how is this going to be presented? Like, it's just awful. Yeah. And I think I've told this story, but I watched the first episode with Kayla Quinn in Boston. Mm -hmm. And the first episode was pretty good for me because I had gotten the first impression rose and, you know, people were blowing up my phone. Oh my gosh, we love you. We think you're going to win. And then they showed the uh, coming up this season clips, which I know they, they, you know, make more dramatic because they want people to tune in. But I yeah. saw, I kind of that night saw how this is going to go. Yeah. And I remember going into my, the bathroom and just sobbing because I was like, yep, it's me. Like I'm the villain. Aww. And so yeah, season two, uh, or sorry, episode two rolled around. And from there, it just got worse and worse and worse. And it got to the point where I, I didn't even watch it. My sister watched and called me after the episodes and kind of told me about what they were going to look like. And for a couple episodes, I had my phone on me and I'm seeing all these messages, people telling me I should die. And you know, if I killed myself, no one would care. And just, you know, it's funny because I'll go back. I still have those photos on my Instagram and I'll go back and look through those comments. And I'm just like, I can laugh about it now. It doesn't even feel like that was my life. But yeah. I still just, I, I, sometimes I want to click on the people who wrote this stuff and like DM them and be like, hey, remember when you wrote this yeah. on my yeah. page? Like, that's insane to me. Hopefully you've grown up. I hope so. Yeah. yeah. Does that make you any better than, than you know, mm -hmm. I don't know. But so Sad. yeah, it was a really dark time. My sister ended up taking my social media from me completely. And I just went into like the darkest place of, of my life. I was so depressed. I couldn't get out of bed. And it, the crazy thing is a lot of people, even people who had, you know, good edits, quote unquote, a lot of people struggle with this stuff of just yeah. public opinion. And I've heard so many people say, you, no one understands you know, you can sign a contract, but you, you're so unprepared for the magnitude of this show and what comes with that. 
And so, yeah, I did a lot of therapy. I I moved to New York the first time and that helped a lot. And and I wish I, I wish I could say I knew what, what helped honestly, but I think I'm still dealing with it. And honestly, the goat episode helped a lot with, with closure, but ultimately as I've grown and as I've, I, I don't regret the experience because it's made me so much more compassionate and empathetic toward people. And, and of course, having this platform to be able to talk about mental health is so special to me. And I guess over the years, I've just learned that, you know, you're, you're going to fall down, you're going to fall flat on your face, you know, especially when we're talking in the beginning of this about like age and how the brain matures, like you can't punish yourself forever for, for making mistakes. Like if you've done your best to rectify, you've done your best to grow as a person, you cannot keep, you know, punishing yourself for making mistakes. And Mm -hmm. yeah, did I, did I do everything right? Absolutely not. But I feel like I have kind of, you know, made amends and come to grips with everything and accepted my fate in many ways. And I've, I've just kind of all, all of this to say that that the goat episode was like my final kind of, OK, I can let it all go. Like the world has seen a nicer side to me. Uh, and then, of course, when Ben came on and, and said those nice things, that was really yeah. special because it was just like my my final time of being like, I'm. I'm I can let go, you know, I'm so punishing myself. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad that that opportunity came and what a guy, man, Ben, I mean, is he really that amazing (laughs) in real life? (laughs) Yeah, no, Ben is, Ben is wonder. I mean, I, I told production, I'm not going to do the show if it's not Ben. Like I, I was so into him and we did connect and then we didn't, which we can laugh about now. And I'll be honest, and, and he knows this, when the show was airing, I was kind of disappointed in his um, lack of, I don't know, empathy towards me even. Like, yeah. you know, on Caitlyn's season, she had been bullied really badly. And he was one of the first guys to step up and say, hey, guys, like we need to, Caitlyn's amazing. We need to, yeah. you know, not be so mean to her. And so to not get that myself, mm-hmm. when he kn- he knows like what I went through, that yeah. was kind of hard. And, you know, in the interviews, people, the interviewers would say, is Olivia that crazy or whatever? Mm. And um, he yeah. would just laugh. He wouldn't say like, hey, guys, you know, be nice to her, which yeah. he knows that. So I'm not yeah. talking smack or anything. But right. I think I think he carried guilt, too. Yeah. And yeah. we had seen each other only twice. Uh, since filming, I remember the first time I was so scared. I I, just, I didn't even know. To, I thought he I thought he thought I was crazy. They were all really short. And when production called me about the goat episode at first, I was like, absolutely not. You know, and they're saying we want to make this better for you, and we feel really bad about what happened, and we went too far, and we want to make this better. And I'm just like, why am I supposed to believe that? Right. Yeah. So I called them, and he was he didn't, I had no idea he was going to come on the show and say those nice things. I thought he's just going to help me feel confident about this. And of course he said, you have to do this, but yeah, then he came on and he was just so lovely. And I think it helped both of us because yeah, yeah, as I said, I think he felt really bad too about what happened. And at the end of the day, I think kind of the last stake in this whole thing for him was was making it better for me because yeah of course he's now engaged and loving yeah. life and he probably felt really disconnected from the whole experience right but 
I was like the last kind of piece for him. So. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad for both of you that you yeah. had that opportunity and kind of to um, go back to what you were just saying, the lessons learned, that was all really beautiful stuff. And yeah. I think a lot of times in life, it's just in order to get over things, acceptance is just so huge for us right. to, to move on. And I think too, that it's just cool. Cause really everything that you were describing is just what this podcast is about. And that's where the name come from. It's a metaphor yeah. for that. We all F up and <laughs> make stupid choices, but oh, we gosh, yeah. just get back up and keep loving ourselves and giving ourselves grace and, mm -hmm. and really forgiving ourselves in order to move forward. So yeah, yeah. I love that this, experience just gave you such a good perspective on life in the big picture. And who would have thought like a bachelor dating show, right? <laughs> I mean, I literally, as, as y'all said, you've been watching for years. Yeah. I have been watching for years. Like mm -hmm. my first and forever will be favorite bachelor is Brad Wilmack. I watched, you know, his first season. Like, <laughs> I'm a huge fan of the show. Yeah, my experience kind of tainted my viewership of the show. So I'm definitely not as invested as I used to be. But yeah, just the fact that like I was on it is still just unbelievable to me because <laughs> I mean, I, I just sat in that room with my mom growing up and just Aww. giggled at people and oh, she's acting so funny. Of course, I never went to Twitter and, you know, shamed anyone. For yeah. It, but, yeah. But yeah. Point being like, I just felt so lucky to be one of the how many thousands of people who audition for this show and who the heck like how how did that happen? I have no idea. But, yeah. yeah. And Brad's from Austin too, right? I know. Yes. <laughs> I mean, funny. I don't know if he's with age appropriate for me. But either way, I just really I've always wanted him on my podcast. He, he'd be like my number one get. And honestly, you know, like the, him coming on the goat episode was the first public thing he's done in years. Yeah. Like he's very, not that he hates the, the bachelor or his experience, but he's just been like, I'm not doing anything. Like I'm removing myself from the public eye. Yeah. And so, yeah, I've like, I met one of his friends at the airport and I even asked her, I was like, can you get him on my podcast? And she's <laughs> like, dude, it's not going to happen. I was oh, like, really? ah! yeah, he's uh, maybe since the goat episode, he might be more into it, but yeah. certainly not before it. Absolutely not. Okay. Well, we're going to help you manifest that. <laughs> yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. He actually yeah. opened a bar here recently in Nashville. Um, yeah. Um, someone got killed. It was really sad, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Like someone got, it was like a knife fight. I remember fight. the name and it was outside, right? Yeah. The, I remember awful. that story. And they were like yeah. college students. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. a famous football bro brother or something. So yeah. super sad. I remember that, that sucks. Well, okay. So that is the bachelor days and we appreciate <laughs> you sharing that, but tell us now. Cause so after you got home from the bachelor and went through your dark period and started creeping out, yeah. did you, cause you were fly. I feel like since we follow you, you were also, <laughs> you were a flight attendant, a right? So guide us <laughs> from that point to where you are now in New okay. York. Yeah. So I, my mom, uh, works for Delta and okay. it's been, I mean, traveling was always a big part of our lives. And so basically I was at a point where I was kind of lost in life and my mom was working in Nashville at the time for Delta. And she says, Hey, there's a position open if you want to fly down and try. And so I flew to Nashville, ended up 
getting just the customer service job that I wanted. And I remember thinking like, what am I like, what is this? What am I doing? You know, I never thought I would be working in the airline industry, but I freaking fell in love with it. Like I just, I love working with people. It gave me all the things that I loved about news. So like working with people, meeting new people every day, um, kind of things changing on the fly. Like all of a sudden there's a freaking massive delay and you got to rebook everybody going to, you know, Amsterdam, like something mm-hmm. crazy like that. Yeah. Um, so actually I never, I never was a flight attendant. I tried and actually didn't make it, but I was a sky club ambassador. So I worked in the oh, cool. Delta sky club and, I only worked part time, but I, I loved when I worked. And then, of course, the beautiful benefit of free flights has yeah. been uh, pretty wonderful for me. Historically, That's I've been everywhere. Awesome. And what yeah. city did you say you were working out of? Yeah, so I actually, the cool thing about Delta, and I'm sure a lot of people are weirded out by my moving behaviors, but <laughs> the, the cool thing is that you can work anywhere and there's always positions okay. open everywhere. And so I'm okay. someone that I was always like, I'm single. I don't really have anything holding me back. So any cool new position, I'm going to take a look at it. Okay. So um, from, from Nashville, there was the Sky Club, which is one of the top in the country in Seattle, mm-hmm. was looking for a position and I flew out there, got it moved my stuff, went to Seattle. And then I had always kind of wanted to go back to Austin. And then when the Austin Sky Club opened, it's brand new. It's freaking incredible. Got the job there. So moved back to Austin, lived there for a year and a half. And then, yeah, just recently said, I think I'm going to go back to school. Whoops. I love it. (laughs) Well, it's kind of like the universe or God, whatever you want to call it, pushing you into that with not getting, doing the flight attendant thing. You were like, okay. Honestly, it was like such great timing because I had just kind of in December, I think I did my interview, didn't get it. I remember being so devastated. And then obviously soon after COVID happens and all of the people I would have been in the uh, the 2020 class and all those people who had left their jobs or, you know, were planning on going to flight attendant training, they ended up saying, you know, we can't hire anyone new. We're on a hiring freeze. So all those people that had left their jobs were left stranded basically. So, um, yeah. And then I took the voluntary retirement from Delta to try to save jobs for other people because it's just, it's so sad what's going on right now. Obviously I like, I value people's safety and you shouldn't fly until you feel comfortable, but it's just so sad to see my dear airline just absolutely struggle. So I thought if I, if I left now, the package was pretty good that I could try to save a job for someone else. So yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. That. And what um, we kind of skipped over with how did Mouthing Off get started? Because oh, yeah. I love the name and I listen regularly. <laughs> I just listened to your that guy that did like the reading on you. Oh, yeah. Uh, Chris. Not- Chris McKenna, yes. Yeah. I was like, he, Whoa. Was, he was pretty spot on. He said something about August and September. You're going to have a big yeah. Change. And then August, I got into NYU and September school started. So I'm like, whoa, Crazy. are you all over here? Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I basically, I didn't even know what a podcast was. And the, the way I got into it, and I was lucky to be what you'd call like an OG, because yeah. now you guys know any, anyone can have a podcast and, and talk about anything. And so yeah. at the time when I started it, it was still kind of this like undiscovered gem. And so I was doing Stasi Schroeder's podcast and it was the first appearance I had ever done. 
and it was in New York and it was really fun. I talked, whatever, spilled some tea, if you will. <laughs> yeah. And this, the, uh, one of the, I don't know, higher ups from, uh, was CBS radio at the time came in and said, Hey, like, we love your voice. We love you. Would you ever want to come in and start a podcast? I was like, what the, no. So <laughs> yeah, anyway, we ended up, I, I said, okay, I'll, I warmed up to it. And they said, I, I said, I want full creative control. And I thought, how can I make fun of obviously my mouth from The Bachelor? Yeah. And so <laughs> we, we did mouthing off. I did a photo shoot and my jaw was locked for like weeks because my mouth <laughs> was wide open the whole time. And, and now it's been th- what, over three years? Over three years. I'm so freaking lucky. First, it turned into like, I want to talk to reality stars and just talk, maybe like mold my experience into things. And as I've gotten away further and further away from my own experience, I just love talking to, to reality stars from, from every genre, not just the bachelor and just Mm -hmm. hear about like what the heck goes on. And yeah, I feel so removed. Sometimes I forget that I even did a show. Like, I feel like I'm now just a fan learning about reality TV again. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's been it's been so such a freaking blessing that podcast. It's been awesome. That's, That's so awesome. cool for us and anybody else listening that maybe has a podcast or wanted to start one. What's kind of been maybe your biggest lesson or tips that you could offer? I think I get this question a lot, and obviously I'm not a pro. I, I have work to do. I would I would say to have a successful podcast, you need to find a niche. If you start bopping around and kind of doing different things, you're, you're going to lose people because people have to come to you for this one reason why you have a podcast. And you want to find that one reason, that thing that makes you unique. And, um, and you know, for me, it was originally, it's strictly reality stars. And then it became like, this is going to be more interview style. Like, this is not going to be conversational. It's going to be just like me trying to do like a Barbara Walters with with a reality star. So so yeah. that's kind of my advice is to stick with your niche and and own that. And then, um, which I, I need to do better on, like social media presence is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, promotion is, is massive. And I always recommend if you want to build a podcast, like guest swapping is really important. So, you yeah. know, um, finding someone to come on yours that you could go on theirs kind of thing just to build bigger audiences Cause that's the hardest part is just finding people who are going to stick around and listen every right. week. That's been a battle for three years, you know? So totally. Yeah. You find that's out really, how, uh, really how to make that happen. Let me know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, yeah. that's such great advice. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Um, okay. So anybody who follows Olivia knows that you and Brandy Cyrus are yeah. good friends. So yeah. how, tell us if you don't mind, share with us, how did that relationship come into fruition? <laughs> oh, what a blessing. Um, so yeah, I, I said, I moved to Nashville and mm-hmm. I was driving around in this little neighborhood by the airport. And I saw this dump of a house. Like it was just absolute trash. And, <laughs> but it was so cheap. And I was like, Oh God, what I'm like, my mom loves interior design. So we ended up, I said, I'm going to do something insane and go in on this house. And my mom will have a great time absolutely destroying it and making it beautiful. So at the time, Brandy had a show on Bravo called Cyrus versus Cyrus. It was her and her mom, Tish. And basically they 
both competed, like they would take these crummy houses in Nashville and both make a design and then like compete on who had the better design. And then the, the owner of whatever the house would, would pick one of them. Oh, cool. And so I was like, how, uh, how can I renovate my house without spending any money? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I reached out to her and cause I knew she was a big bachelor fan. And I, I asked her if, if she needed a house to renovate for the show. And at the time she had said, we don't know if we've gotten the green light yet for a second season, but I'll let you know. But just from there, we started chatting, we got coffee and then we would get more coffee. And then I, she was one of my first guests on my podcast actually. And like we recorded in her bed at her house. So yeah, we, we got close really fast. It turns out she, she didn't get the show, which is fine, but we ended up finding each other, which is, which is great. And now it's so cool. Yeah. We haven't lived in the same city as her in a while, but we travel a ton together and obviously, you know, talk on the phone all the time and I visit her, she visits me. So I love her. I'm lucky. Yeah, that's really yeah. nice. That's cool. Yeah, she seems really cool. Well, and Kristen, you're in Nashville um, yeah. in real estate. So, oh, yeah. yeah, I have a beautiful house there that I can't decide whether I want to get rid of or keep. It's so nice. Uh, well, girl, you got your girl. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> photos. Let me know what you think I should do. It's so, good. yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, Nashville market is like crazy oh, hot. Often, so, <laughs> yeah, oh, I know. That's why I kind of want to hang on a little bit longer, but who knows? <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'm happy to send you comps and let oh, you know what yeah. you can get. <laughs> I'll send you the address. <laughs> yes. I love it. Uh, how long did you live in Nashville for? I only lived there about eight months. Um, okay. I love Nashville. I just, I didn't, I couldn't see myself living there long term. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like when I, when I got the job in Seattle, I, I was like ready for a promotion of, of some way. And so that was kind of my, my out, but I loved it. I made great friends there and I highly recommend Nashville. My, I'm telling my mom to move into the house. I think it would be someone, yeah. someone move in there. I don't know. Please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, awesome. it's funny because everybody always says how Austin is Nashville or like yeah. Nashville is Austin's sister city. Yeah. So <laughs> they're very similar for sure. Like a hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Have you ever thought about maybe Airbnb in it or no? I have. I'm just oh, I worry about if if I didn't have like so much love for the the quality of that house, like yeah. the kitchen that we put in. We we have a friend who has this warehouse of just stuff and he had this gorgeous like one of those sub-zero fridges and like mm. all this stuff that he, you know, gave us. And so it's like would I want it a temporary option? Probably not, but only because I'd prefer something that's more lived in, someone that like cares for the yeah. The stuff. But hey, if, if that's what I need to like make a buck, then sure I'll do it. But, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. So so now you're starting school. Is there anything else that you want to share with our listeners just as far as life in Olivia's world today? Well, a lot. I'm single. A lot of people Woo! are confused because of my p- Instagram posts, but I'm not. I'm one of. I don't delete photos of exes, but I'm not with my uh, Dutch man anymore. So that's there's that hot Aww. take. And how do you feel? Like was that a mutual decision or? Uh, I mean, no. He okay. he ended it, but as I'm now five months out, we were great, and then COVID happened, and obviously yeah. we can't see each other, and there's a lot of stress when you don't know when the next time you're going to see each other is. And, totally. and so, um, 
we, we did it as long as we could. And then we just, I was like, yeah, this is real, but we're still, we're still friends. We still message each other. I was always encouraging him to also go to graduate school, which he just got in and is moving to Barcelona for school. So that's awesome. I'm really happy for him. But of Aww. course, at the time I was like, I wouldn't have chosen this, but Aww. it's fine. Yeah. It was fun to feel like loved for the first time in a long time. So it was good. Aww. And, um, yeah, no, I last minute, I mean, obviously COVID has just changed everyone's perspective on so many things. And I was looking at, you know, just job postings and every job had like 900 applicants. And I'm like, how am I supposed to like differentiate myself right now? So I kind of thought last minute, like, what if I try go, to go back to school, get a degree? Like I've been out of school for so long. I, I haven't had a, like a real job in forever where I go sit in an office and stuff. And hopefully in two years when I graduate, the job market's a little bit better and then I can find something uh, that works for me. Yeah. But yeah. I, I so love weird. that. I feel like COVID in a weird way, there's been like a ton of blessings where it's kind of forced yeah. people out of their comfort zones to make totally. decisions that totally. they might not have made before. So <laughs> yeah. I think you're on the right path and yeah, I'm excited, I'm excited for you. I'm like, yeah. what is studying? I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> do people wear, use a backpack for graduate school? Like, <laughs> what's happening? Am I the oldest yeah. person in my class? Probably, but it's, no. fun. it's, so it's fun. It's fun. Well, I was going to tell you before we do want to finish with a little fun game with you, but in all honesty, I do just as a 39 year old, I look at you and you just make me smile and I really admire just how courageous you are and vulnerable. And I think just by being who you are, you really do inspire women of all ages. So I I try anyone (laughs) and everyone can do it all. (laughs) Yes. We are all about women supporting women and you're a badass. And so you have fans in us for life, which I love y'all. Is it weird to, so I know like walking with our sister-in-law Brandy, like in Target Mm -hmm. or whatever, and she's like the nicest person and we'll go talk Mm -hmm. to any fan for 30 minutes. And I'm like done with my shopping by the time she's done. (laughs) But is that just weird to get stopped and recognized? I'm sure that was like a growing yeah, Something I mean, like right off the show, it was wild. Like, yeah. and especially living in New York, oh, yeah. there's just so many people. And I would go to bars or whatever, and people just staring at you. And I, I'm, I'm the same way. Like, I, I'll talk to someone for 20 minutes. Like, you have to pull me away. But <laughs> yes. I, I prefer someone coming up to me and talking to me rather than just like staring at me or you know taking photos of me when they think I don't not looking, but I totally see you kind of thing. Yeah. And there was that added weirdness because I am the villain. I just automatically assume that people are whispering like, Oh, you know that, I don't know if I can say that pitch or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like you can say anything. people were just, you know, being mean to me. And yeah. so that made it even worse because I just never felt confident or, you know, I'd be nice to someone and they'd be like, Oh my God, you're so nice. And I'm like, yeah, you know, yeah, no, no doubt. <laughs> So yeah. just annoying stuff like that. And as time has passed, it's, it's, Hey, I've been recognized maybe a handful of times in the last year or so. And obviously now with a mask, it'll happen zero uh, times, yes. but <laughs> it's definitely a bizarre thing. And if I were to recommend anything to anyone who sees a reality star or any star and wants to chat is just to say hello and not creep them out. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That is so funny. I love that. I don't know how you do it, Olivia, because I, this is so random, but I, my husband and I were on a reality TV show 
And it was literally just for an hour for one night. And I looked like a total psychopath and I wanted to crawl in a hole and die. So like, I don't know. I just give you so much props. And like, yeah, I have no advice for anyone who like, how did I get through that? I have no freaking idea. No idea. (laughs) And also, Time. People, you know, some of the girls made fun of my toes on the show and people will be like, what do your toes look like? And I'm like, what? that is just so freaking weird. Like, why? Yes. Why? Why? But, you know, you got to take it in stride. Part of me is like, wow, that's really crazy that someone would even look at me and be like, I need a picture with her. But <sighs> but yeah, I mean, and certainly like there were moments where I probably wasn't as nice as I should have been, or there's this pressure to be super nice, even though someone is like kind of offending you or annoying you or Mm -hmm. creeping you out. Like there's that pressure too of like, yeah, if I'm a bitch to someone, then I've just reinforced that I'm the bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, that's so much pressure. Yeah. It's a lot. (laughs) Uh, I can't imagine. Cause just as like a normal non reality star walking through the world, I'm, yeah, something I constantly like work on with a therapist is just like what people think of me. So oh I can't God. imagine like the whole world thinking about me. Yeah. <laughs> like I'd be yeah. um, yeah. in trouble. But I think part of our podcast, like Lauren was talking about, was just like self love, totally, and just yeah. like reminding yourself, like I constantly remind myself, like no one's thinking about you, Megan. <laughs> no, like, no one cares about yeah. you. Literally, yeah. <laughs> no, and like as you said, it's just giving yourself grace to like that's something as similar to just being able to like forgive yourself. It's just so important to, you know, even if I'm like, Oh, I wasn't friendly enough to that person or I, whatever, whatever it is, you just have to give yourself grace and you have to give other people grace too. Like if someone kind of did too much or whatever, like that's what they, they were just excited or they were just this or that. And what what did they go through in their day or or something like that? So Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I just, I, at human interaction so much differently than I did before. And absolutely. Um, yeah. I think yeah. we interviewed an Enneagram coach recently and something that she just said that I feel like is pretty much what you're saying is to really kind of take a step back and look mm-hmm. at the motivations behind why somebody either does something or said something. And I think when you look at somebody through the lens of that, you're able to have a lot more compassion and grace. Right. right. So that's cool. All right. Well, Kristen, or do y'all have a game for us? Yeah. Just to get to know you even more. Um, I have a few this or that questions and then a few final like bachelor, bachelorette. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to kick it off. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. So sweet or salty? I love the two together. Is that weird? No, no, I do too. Um, I would probably say salty. Love it. We're salty. Dark chocolate with sea salt on it. Mm. That's sexy. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's Megan's favorite thing too. Okay. Beer or wine? Oof. um, Wine. Love it. TV or book? Book. Bath or shower? Mm -mm. Shower. Shower. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's okay. like, yes, yes. Right? With a partner, intelligent or funny? Oh, probably intelligent. They can yeah. be totally non-funny. Because sometimes funny people think they're funny and they're not kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's so true. My husband. No, I'm just <laughs> He's going to kick, kick my butt. Um, okay. Add a movie, candy or popcorn? Popcorn. Love it. Save or spend? save 
right? Yeah. <laughs> Especially during these COVID I'm times. I'm not a spender at all. So I love that. Good. Okay. O- ocean or mountains? Mountains. Love mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Dine in or delivery? Dine in. Right? Just, yeah. Same way too. Exactly. Uh, I like people to serve me, you know. Totally. <laughs> and that's that. They like to serve us too because then they make more, you know. Like that's the concept of COVID and all of this. It's like I, I'm going out and eating even, you know, even if it's weird because I want them to have business and yeah. want servers to have those tips and stuff. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Get out and eat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> safely. Okay. Bachelor or bachelorette? Which would you rather watch? Uh, just Bachelor because girls are insane. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Okay, cocktail party or pool party? Cocktail party. Oh, yeah. 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 All the way. <laughs> I like to try. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Um, group date or two two on one date? Oh. <laughs> God, they both suck so bad. Um, I mean, uh, I mean, honestly, oh man, this is really hard. Honestly, two on one, just because yeah. you get a little bit more time with the lead than mm-hmm. like thirty seconds. But both yeah. of them suck equally. Yeah, <laughs> I would think so too. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, bachelor dating or app dating? <laughs> They're both horrible. Probably. Both horrible. Um, bachelor dating. Really? Okay, yeah. so maybe we'll see you on Bachelor in Paradise oh, one day. <laughs> I mean, hey, t- to me, like I've always said, the Bachelor in Paradise would be the perfect place for me because I can focus more on like one person for 24 yes. hours and not have to feel like I'm competing necessarily. Yeah. Um, app dating is horrific. So I anything is better than that. But um, yeah. Okay. So can, Chris- I, can I adjust it a little bit actually? Sure. <laughs> someone from The Bachelor. Well, I actually was going to ask you if you could pick one person in the franchise to date, whether you know them or not, who would it be? (laughs) I don't know a lot of men from this franchise. I mean, probably Peter Krause. Oh, yeah. He was good on Rachel. I love him too. I've never, I've honestly, I've never watched anyone and been like, oh my gosh, this guy is like so dateable. But yeah. (laughs) But him, him? <laughs> I yeah, know. I like it. I okay. think that would be my choice too if I was yeah. single. Yeah. Well, I have to pick Pete the pilot because he looks the most oh, like my husband. Oh, why did I say him? <laughs> yeah, yeah, duh. He well. does look like Michael. Well, yeah. Chris Harrison, if you're listening, Olivia <laughs> for Bachelor in Paradise <laughs> oh, or Connection oh with Peter. <laughs> oh, Lord. I need did to do that at all. I've actually met Chris Harrison, by the way, randomly. Did you? (laughs) When I was like 15. Yeah. I didn't know that. He's a dude. dude. Yeah. Yeah. He's really cool. He like told us this whole story about him wanting to be a professional soccer player and how things just pivot. And now he's, you know what he is. That was really funny. He's not really, he's not really a part of the show that much. So like, you don't really, you don't really get to know him as much as people might think that you do, but Actually, that's an interesting question. So how much in a day or even there's probably some days you didn't even see him, but how much do you think he's involved, like say hours in a day? Oh gosh. During filming. Much less than you would think. He like 
he'll basically you only see him for rose ceremonies okay um like gotcha. when we would be at the hotels uh-huh. all like everyone together we obviously can't eat as a group but like you eat with your producer at, at a dinner sometimes if you're lucky and like he'll be eating separately at a table with like someone else okay um but you're not interacting in any way how uh, I funny think I, I think i walked over by him and t- talked about mosquito bites and i was like God, i'm such a dork this is so <laughs> <awkward>. <laughs> then, he's he seems like more of a celebrity than anyone there um, funny. but yeah and then even during roast ceremony nights of course of course they're happening at like three or four in the morning so nice. i'm assuming he just gets a text being like okay hey we're ready and he'll come in his suit and do his whole like ladies spend this is the final roast night and then he goes home again so like you don't really uh you don't really see him that much the lead definitely sees him more than the contestants do crazy okay do we have more game questions sorry Kristen, i got off time i just have two more okay ashley i or jared oh my gosh (laughs) this is a mean question i'm sorry but i just love both and i was like i wonder who she loves more (laughs) look I, I love Jared. I love Jared because he gives me good advice. He talks, you know, will text me back if I need like man advice. Yeah. And he, and he finally followed his gut and listened to me when I said, Ashley is the one. Oh. So for that, I, I love him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. I'm so glad he did too. We were all oh, like, come on, God. stop being a boy, be he a man. So dumb for so long. And I was like, get your shit together, Jared. Like what are, you, the perfect girl for you is right in front of you. Yes. And she's so loyal to you. And then it took him what another year, year and a half. And then finally I, you know, I got the text saying we're together and I was like, Oh, yay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Ben or Sean Lowe. Honestly, I've never been a Sean Lowe fan. Oh, then that's an easy question. (laughs) I actually don't really like him at all. So yeah, (laughs) funny you say that because I always had a bad impression of Sean Lowe because I knew a girl he dated in Mm -hmm. Dallas and she would always say like some things and I'd be like, oh, and it just made me not like him. So kind of disappointed me. Like when my season was airing, he was tweeting these like tweets that were just so mean spirited about me. And so I was like, dude, first of all, you've been on this show before. So you know what goes into this crap. And like, second of all, you had a villain on your season Mm -hmm. who probably went through a hard time. And here you are just like making jokes at people's expenses. And they're not even that funny. And yeah, yeah, I don't really I don't find the appeal there. But that's okay. Yeah, I think he I think he thinks well, I think Catherine, his wife, is really funny. I understand yeah. her humor, but I yeah. think his humor maybe he thinks maybe only he gets sometimes. Maybe he's one of those people who thinks he's funny and he's not. Yeah. yeah. I feel so <laughs> circling it back to the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I felt rude saying that, but yes, that's exactly what I meant. No, I'll say it. I'm not a fan. So, yeah. Ben Higgins, baby. Awesome. Yes. Um, well, it. one last little thing. Do you yeah. have any inside knowledge to share with us about this upcoming crazy ass season oh, with Claire guys. and Tasha? Uh, I wish. I wish. I. I mean, I think it's out there that um, that uh, it's Tasha. So I'm, I don't think I'm spoiling anything. Yeah, but for sure. I know Claire is back. Um, oh, really? 
back from filming. So I'm not sure if that means that Tasha is also had her final rose ceremony and is done filming. Right. I'm not sure if they all left at the same time or not, but Claire is back home. What's your theory? Like, do you think I, I don't, I don't buy this whole theory that Claire was like so difficult on set that I just don't, I don't buy that. I think what happened was because of COVID they haven't had, you know, a banger of a show in a minute. Like obviously greatest of all time was something that they put together just to have something bachelor like on the air. COVID, yeah. But I think like definitely to bring everyone back kind of from their like COVID lax time from the bachelor world, I think they just needed a banger of a season. And so I, I do believe this whole theory that Claire might've fallen for someone really quickly and kind of didn't want the process to continue onward. Mm-hmm. And so production probably thought, Oh, this is great. Let's just, let's just have them go home. I'm not sure if she left with someone. I have no idea, but I totally believe this concept of like, we're going to bring someone else in and just start over again. Yeah. Because that's yeah. exactly what they need to bring everyone back whenever the show does air again. Yeah. Yeah. And I love Tasha for Bachelor. I mean, I was oh, yeah. excited for Claire too, but um, I think it'll be a fun season to watch. I think they're a great duo. It's going to be awesome. I, I did message yeah. her and just said, are you happy? And she said, I'm so, so happy. So, Aw, that's awesome. That's so, anyway, whatever so <laughs> yeah, so cool. Well, we typically end our episodes with a challenge from our guests. I don't know. No worries if you don't have one, but... Um, we try like to challenge ourselves just in any fashion. So if you do have a challenge for us, let us know. Oh my gosh, well, <laughs> I mean, here I, I this doesn't apply for y'all, but I I need to go on a date this week. Yeah, that no, that's good. It can be a challenge to our listeners and um, to yourself. I if like you that. You are a single listener, even if you don't feel comfortable going on like a physical date with someone, I think you should try to connect with someone even over FaceTime or something. I'm open to dating outdoors uh, here in New York. So I, I would like to go on a date and actually answer one of these messages on Hinge that I see right now and not yeah. just keep thinking, oh, it'll happen one day. Yeah, be a little bit proactive in your dating life. You're not going to meet him like you do at the Hallmark movies. So, <laughs> yes, so that's my challenge to myself and to your single listeners. Yeah. Right. Well, hey, wives, go on dates with your husbands. Oh, too. yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. You know? Like, you know, <laughs> you know, you need to get a babysitter. Do it. Like, find yes. a way to invest time in your romantic life. I love, love it. that. Nobody, that's a really good challenge. Yeah, nobody yeah. has ever done anything like that. So that's oh, awesome. Well, Olivia, I feel like we could talk to you for days and we I just know. appreciate you so much. But can you share with our listeners where they can find anything and everything about you, your pod yeah. and anything else? So uh, Mouthing Off, you can find anywhere you listen to podcasts. Basically, it's on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, radio.com, everywhere. Uh, subscribe, leave it some reviews if you like it, please. If you don't, then say nothing. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And then I am sort of active on social media. I could do better at that. But my Instagram is at Olivia Caridi. I think that's my Twitter as well. And um, oh, and then of course, if you do like the podcast, I have a podcast Facebook page where I love how the women of my podcast connect and make friends. And that you can find on the, the Facebook group is called Mouthing Off with Olivia Caridi. So 
Awesome. Well, again, we just thank you and we appreciate you so much. This has been such a fun hour. And if there's anything that Megan, Kristen, and I can do for you to serve you in the future, please let us know. And listeners, we just thank you so much for tuning in another week with us. And we will see you guys next week. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. We love you. (laughs) We love you. Thank you.